Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Hey, everybody. So excited for today's Wellness Wednesday podcast. Part of our journey is not only about real estate and business and entrepreneurship, it's also about wellness because if you don't have your health, you definitely cannot make any money. (laughs) So, and you can combine the two. And Chef Laurie Erickson is who I have with me today. She is the perfect example and embodiment of what it is like to pull together all of that entrepreneur, wellness, and a healthy lifestyle. So here's some information on her background. It's pretty amazing. And of course, you guys, you know, I love her even more because right now at this moment in time, she's in Charleston, South Carolina. And I will tell you, first and foremost, go to her website, cheflaurie.com and pull up the Southern menu and then you'll know why I love her. (laughs) because everything that's on there is my life. So anyway, all right. So here are some of her amazing talents besides being a 30-year professional chef. She has talents which have showcased at some of the nation's top resorts. One would be the renowned Canyon Ranch Resort and Spa in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. And she was the actual demonstration chef there, which developed the resort line of signature breads and baked goods. Seriously? Then she was also, this is another favorite place of mine, the five-star, which they both are, but anyway, five-star cloister and spa at Sea Island on the Georgia coast. So if you guys haven't been to Sea Island, it's just off of Savannah. It's amazing. And you guys know I lived in Hilton Head for five years. She's currently in Charleston. It's just a beautiful, amazing area to visit, but she was the wellness chef there. I love that title. Chef Laurie's passions are lifelong, clear in what I'm getting ready to tell you. She began creating recipes as a young girl with her grandmother from whom she learned the power of herbal remedies and the joys of organic gardening. I mean, like that's just everything, but I'm not done y'all. She studied nutrition, exercise, physiology, and herbal medicine while working as a professional chef. And she's also, drum roll, certified as a fitness instructor and I'm still not done certified sports nutritionist that's just amazing for someone as I said before we started I'm literally nursing a re-injury of an old injury from sports nutritionist medicine fitness all of that it's just our world and last but not least I want you guys to know that her recipes and tips have appeared in places like self magazine spa magazine people's magazine and dr. Oz show so She's actually got a PBS TV series on the menu. So that is, yay, Chef Laurie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Got it. So tell us kind of like your journey. Give Now that I've given the beautiful bio, you tell your personal journey that you'd like to share with people. Um, you know, it's funny. The first thing I thought of was you talk about my grandmother and things. And I've always been into health and wellness. But as I got a little bit older, I noticed I had two, I have two grandmothers. I had one grandmother who was an organic gardener and she made fresh squeezed juice and she'd pick things off the ground as we go for a walk and start chewing on it and tell me what it was and his medicinal properties. And yeah, it was just amazing. And she lived till she was 100 years old. You know, wow. and I was like, OK, this is this is pretty cool stuff. And then I had another grandmother who 
unfortunately, even though both of them grew up in the Depression, she had, you know, everything was out of a can. She made this canned salmon with canned peas on white toast using evaporated milk. <laughs> and, you know, God bless her, she just didn't know any better. But again, she had a stroke when she was in her 60s and was in her wheelchair and died very, very young. And I, and I really tried to figure out what this, what is this connection? What What is the difference between the two? And then, you know, being an athlete for a long time, always loving to cook. I just love that creative process. But when I started working at Canyon Ranch, that was kind of a game changer because, you know, you talk about, oh, you need to eat better. You'll feel better. It's life changing. And we hear all about that. But, you know, I would see some people that would come to stay. They're obviously celebrities and famous people and even regular people but there was one guy in particular uh, an attorney who was really really stressed out and he had to check into Canyon Ranch and I saw him when he first checked in and just after two weeks of being there all he did was just walked a little bit every day but he completely changed his diet he was eating fast food and everything and all he did was eat the good food at Canyon Ranch and walked a little bit and the transformation from seeing him before and then looking at his face again was clear his eyes were bright and I was like man this stuff is no joke like I knew, but when you actually see somebody completely transformed, that was like, okay, I, I, I'm hooked now. And then just the rest of my life has just been, you know, getting my nutrition certification and just creating recipes. It's just been so fun. I've been doing it ever since. That is just so awesome. So how did you get to Charleston? Oh man, a leap of faith. I've been taking lots of leaps of oh, faith. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, um, leaving the cloister right before 2008, all that stuff hit, and I, you know, that's when I wrote wrote my kids' cookbook. That was super fun. I just kind of went around and just my daughter lived here and I had been here a bunch of times and I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. Just just go for it. And I did. And I started this little private chef business, which is great, which is kind of my bread and butter. But, um, you know, it's really hard here. I know when I moved from New England to Georgia at the Cloister, the South is a, just a little bit far behind <laughs> as far as health and wellness is. And it was, oh my gosh, it was really hard trying to, you know, people like, well, Chef Flo, are you going to make me eat some of that tofu stuff? And it's just like, oh my gosh, we're, we're you know, it's not like New York. It's not like Texas. It's not like that. It's, it I'm was sorry. Really hard. I'm sorry, you guys. I still struggle. And so I know you're laughing because you, you know that accent. No, and, you it's know, not only say, that. Well, it's you not know, a- Chef Flo, I'll just take my Lipitor and I'll be fine. Why do I have to eat vegetables and, and fish? And You guys, she's not making fun I promise you this no, is not. literally it's- the truth because you know I was I went home to Kentucky just so you know for like two years almost two years straight it was like a year and a half but doing some stuff with my family etc but and taking care of myself and part of that was a wellness journey for me and I was like there's nowhere clean to eat there's nowhere clean to buy organic foods. Right. Even the right. farmers markets don't have organic foods. And I, I mean, I know in Charleston, you do have the, you know, you do have that option, but yeah. in smaller rural areas, it's just not a priority. It's And it's not because they are back, like backwards or whatever. They just don't have the information. So anyway, I just, it's hilarious to hear you say that because I would beat my head up against a wall every time I go out to eat. And, you know, I, and, and my parents, my dad's 79, 
my mom turning 77 in October and they're healthy, you know, as can be. And it's, it's because, I mean, my dad's been on this four-year wellness journey with me and mom as well. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, so it, sh- I just want to be clear because, you know, we're, she's in the well, South. It's a judgment free zone. I was just yeah. how frustrating it was that, you know, people really just, they just don't know. And yeah. part of what I do now with some of my clients, it's like, you know, we all know what we're supposed to eat. And we all know why. It's the how that's missing. And I know people just see it. You know, I had a, um, a patient that would come, came from the doctor, look, you're going to have a heart attack. You have to stop eating fast food. And here's a whole list of foods you need to start eating. And he kind of looked at this piece of paper and said, I, I, don't know, I don't know how to prepare any of this stuff. So that was another kind of light bulb. Like people need basic cooking skills. And that's kind of where I started to get on more of the teaching aspect of it. And we went, you know, he hired me to do a three-month thing. And I went and we did knife skills for about half an hour which oh that was life-changing wow then we walked around the supermarket aisles these are good crackers these aren't good crackers this is a ripe pineapple this isn't you know go to the fish counter so within a period of two months he was shopping and he was buying he was roasting and it was really really empowering for him and it really just built his confidence he just his whole life changed and you know cooking is 80 percent confidence anyway and you know when you learn a new skill and it was just it was so rewarding to see him take his life and his nutrition and his health in his own hands via the kitchen that's amazing yeah that's a and that's a great story and anybody that knows me knows that my mom is she looks through recipe books like uh, like she just devours them she loves them it's like she's reading a romance novel it's hilarious and I did not um, at all Um, get that skill or passion for cooking passed on. What I did pick up was that from a very early age, I think I was five, was eating sour cream and herring, shrimp. Like my dad, my parents would take us to these crazy weird places. And unlike a lot of children today who get to decide what they want to eat, we were, nope, try this, nope, try this, you know. I think I might have been almost six, and the only thing I've ever refused to eat was lima beans. Literally would, like, sat there for hours. I don't know why. I don't know if it was (laughs) the shape. I don't know what it was. I love them now. But absolutely, you guys go to her website, cheflari.com. She's got some fantastic videos on there same on her instagram if you need simple things like from how to cut an avocado correctly actually you know what i will tell you the thing that i learned the most from that one video was because i am i'm like i knew about picking the little tip off i knew that part but what you said was so like duh like no wonder you get them home and they got these little black funky things you know on the outside because so many people pick them up so you guys go to her instagram chef laurie at chef laurie and go find that video and you will never ever again have a bad avocado i yeah i mean so i now i'm like no problem buy the hard green ones and just let them do their thing that works for me so yeah. So I did like to focus on, um, you know, I've done a lot of cooking demos. Oh my gosh. And I was at Sea Island. I did so many with, they would have corporate retreats and the guys would go play golf and I would do cooking demos for the ladies. And I really uh, focused on, it's got to be fast, easy, not too many ingredients, not too many dishes. Otherwise they're not making it because it could be the most amazing dish that you've ever tasted, but too many ingredients. You have to go to the store to get this, this store to get that. And that I really made it a point of, I take this seriously. If you don't follow and take this recipe and make it when you get home, then I've wasted your time and I've wasted my time. And I know a lot of chefs want to show off. I know how chefs are like, look at how amazing I am. And they do all this stuff and all this fancy stuff. It's like, it's cool. It's entertaining. 
but you're not learning anything. And so a lot of the recipes I do are super simple, especially in a first time class. You know, for example, a cookie sheet, parchment paper, a piece of salmon, some asparagus, and thin sliced sweet potatoes. It all goes in the oven at 450. It all comes out in 10 minutes and you don't have to wash the pan because you've got parchment paper lining it. So when I do that with a part, like, whoa, like, oh my gosh, that was so easy. Everything's done in 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. And so it builds their confidence. Like, oh, what else can I do? You know, so you have to kind of get their attention by super fast, simple, easy. And that's really, really what I still focus on now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you been in Charleston? I've been six years. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I was in Hilton. I, mean, I love it. I love it. it. It's getting so busy. Everyone says, what's your favorite restaurant? And it's like another restaurant has yeah. opened two days ago and there's so many places to go. It's very pretty slow right now. Yeah. Very slow downtown um, for obvious reasons. Sure. But it's a super fun place to be. Yeah. You but guys, again, like I, you guys had a completely different response. Your government, South Carolina government had a different response than California did. He was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but no, I don't get into the politics of it, but you guys had a different experience than we have and you've also paid the price for it. Speaking of COVID, you are in the process of relocating because I literally on Monday, for those of you who, have, yeah. who haven't listened to it, go and listen. It's about co-primary markets and how people are moving, sometimes keeping their primary residence and either right. buying or renting in another location because they're everybody's more mobile and or virtual right now with their, with their work. And the interesting thing is that a lot of companies are realizing that it's doable. So you don't know what you don't know until you know it and now that we know that you can be as efficient and sometimes more with virtual work they're like what's the point so it's it definitely saves a whole lot of office rent and money that money can go to the bottom line or yeah, really- I mean, it's great and actually i've done it two or three times now where it's it, i have clients that they're in the middle of dinner and they're not really sure so we facetime Oh and gosh, it was that's just great. This kind of, I was like, no, 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 don't turn the steak yet. Let me see it. No, it's not brown enough. Leave that. All right, now let me see you chopping up your. Pie. So it was just kind of this one-on-one private, like you have a chef standing over your shoulder, and it, I'm getting, oh, what a great idea! What a great idea! Let's let's keep doing this. So I have people call me. All right, I'm gonna go out in the grill in 10 minutes. I'll FaceTime you then. <laughs> so I walk them through the whole process, or I even. Because they studied pastry also, she wanted to make a genoise or a tiramisu. So this cake, it's a little complicated. I'm like, nope, beat those egg whites a little bit more. Nope, not quite ready. Let me see. Go ahead. Okay, good. So it was it was really like, and I'm in my kitchen in my sweatpants. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. It was, she was so happy. Like, okay, it's coming out of the oven. All right, now tap on it. Let me see. Let me see. I kind of wish I had a drone following me around. It'd be a little bit easier. <laughs> but right now the iPhone yeah. <laughs> works really well. So fun. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of like, because we call ourselves um, at Monarch, we call ourselves real estate concierge because we literally travel everywhere. <laughs> Not this year, but for our clients. But you're like a chef concierge. I mean, you just pick up the phone and say, hey, I, I just, I think that's so brilliant. Love that. So you are in the process of moving to Connecticut to be with your, you have two grand girls. The loves of my life. Yes. Two girls. What are their ages? Five and almost three. Oh my gosh, those are like the most precious time. Like they're just <laughs> angelic, adorable, say the yep. cute, like everything. Oh, good for you. Wow. I mean, learning how to chop. I mean, you know, we're, we're just cooking all the time. It's just, it's, I had such a great experience with my grandmother and I was like, yeah, I was about five when I started to remember. So I'm really looking forward to gardening with her and 
cooking with you know them and it's just and it, the work that i'm doing now if i can do it virtually i mean i'm going to keep my fancy private dinners on the side which of I, course. I still love doing that you yeah. know with that whole process of the plating and going to pick flowers to my garden and the garnishes and all that fun stuff i love that i can't stop doing that but for the most part i just i really want to help people like just get back in the kitchen you can do this that is... a little pep talk you need a chef behind you just to <laughs> okay this is good this is good give you that confidence and encouragement i love that yeah so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, the journey never ends. You are constantly, as you can see, I mean, she's got tons of initials after her name, which you'll see when you go to her website and she's earned celebration for what she's done in her career. But yet, you know what? Here she is. She's taking another leap of faith, as she says, and moving to Connecticut to be with her grandchildren because they're that that's to me what COVID has taught all of us is this oh is God. all we have. And she's stepping into a new part of her business that she's never really done before. And the point is for all of us to realize that social media and I And I'm sixty by the way, just turned sixty, so Oh you look amazing. No age. This is oh my like God. The teaching thing is like all oh, that knowledge. Okay. You guys if yeah. you could see her, you'd be like, What is she but okay, let me take it. <laughs> you look amazing. But she's got things she's gotta learn and, and we all do and I'm in the same position. Like I've done this podcast, I did it four years ago I didn't do it halfway I did it to the best of my ability at the time and but I can tell you that for me I was I held back a lot I wasn't really me I, I felt like I needed to read things so I wouldn't you know my accent wouldn't come out sometimes <laughs> you know and things like that so you know it but we're in that place now in like I said from a social media standpoint that we don't have to just show the highlight reel anymore and that's what I want this podcast to be about is that for everything that Jeff Lara needs to be celebrated for she's also right now kind of jumping back into the trenches and putting her tool belt back on and learning new things so that she can grow her business in a different direction. Full transparency, you never stop learning and you never know it all. There are a lot of gurus out there that try to tell you that it should be done this way and it should be done that way and the only way that it should be done is the way that it feels great for you. Right. Um, and you know what, you're gonna sometimes work with coaches or meet people and you're gonna find ways to catapult your business in a faster direction and then sometimes you're going to learn things the hard way all good for your teaching classes and I love that you said selfishly I love that you said that you still are going to do your parties and definitely up in Connecticut where in Connecticut Right now, I'm in, I'm in Newington, but I will go to Bridgeport or Fairfield oh. or Greenwich. It's only about 40 minutes from me, so oh, any, perfect. anything in that area. Oh, um, beautiful. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, because you definitely are going to be in an area. And, you know, from a marketing perspective, you guys, because like she was saying, in the South. Now, listen, Charleston is very cultured, very educated, you know, some of the other areas, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Connecticut, you're definitely going to have a much more informed audience. Right. I think with the with the wellness and the, and the healthier, I mean, the food that I do is organic, pasture-raised, local. I don't compromise on my ingredients. And if someone says, oh, just buy the conventional chicken, it's like, okay, that's nice, but I don't think we can work together. So I'm, I'm <laughs> very um, snobbish when it comes to my standards of the ingredients that I buy. That's awesome. And I feel like there's a lot of people now that are really very, very more interested in, you know, farm to table, which the the term has just been overused so much, but local, clean, organic. 
No, that's standards. awesome. So, to, like, again, I watched the, the avocado and some of your other videos. I love all of those. The world out there, girl. I know, I know, but, but my thing is, is that I, and I'm not a workaholic. I've gotten way better about that. I'm very good at time blocking my day, and I create balance, you know, like every hour right now with this back thing I'm dealing with, I take 10 minutes to get up and stretch my back. You know, like, I'm disciplined enough in that but my point is, is that I'm so hyper-focused on all of those things that I just really want to sit down and, as you said, the plating, the, the flowers, that is everything. Like, that part is a celebration for me, for the work that I've done for the day that I've earned. That's how I give back to myself, by sitting down and having someone prepare a fantastic meal. Now... For the holidays and things like that, of course, I enjoy that part because to me that's just what the holidays are about. But yeah. I definitely, I mean, Lord, I even, I have done organic meal deliveries and things like that, but I just would much rather, it's not hot, I have to... <laughs> So the funny thing is, I have so much respect for everything that you do, and it has everything to do with the craft and art, but also the fact that it's such an essential. I mean, talk about, like, from a real estate perspective, we were allowed to stay in business because we were considered essential workers. What you do is, like, the most essential thing for anyone's existence, so... It's fair. I just wanted to tell you real quick. It's a lot of times I'll do these dinners and everything's fancy. You're like, oh my gosh, Lori, I can't do that. I can't do what you do. And I always say, oh, wait a second. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, an ER nurse. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I can't do what you do. And you can't do what I do. That's why we need each other. Okay. It's not exactly. like I do it better. You know, it's like we all have our gifts that we need to share with each other. That's so true. You know, because people feel bad about things that they can't do, but just take put it into perspective for a minute. No, it's so true. Let's see. Are there any last minute things that you would like to pass on? Again, you guys are going to find her at cheflaurie.com and at cheflaurie on Instagram. And I'm sharing with her. So when I do my courses, if you ever wanted to sell a course, and I use Kajabi to do that, I will feature her website, you guys, on my website, which is lauradowdy.com. And it's forward slash favorite products. It will be under the podcast endorsements which is the fourth category just so you guys know awesome. I really my true thing is to, to get people to just start cooking again and I know with this COVID thing everyone's been been doing that which is maybe a, a wake-up call but I think also try something new people kind of cook this I make on Mondays you kind of have this core of like six or seven recipes that you stay with you know and because I know how long it takes to make I know they're going to eat it. You know, it's like it's familiar. And people don't like to try new things because it's it's scary. It's the unknown. It's like they say, well, what if they don't like it? And I always say, well, what if they do? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you have to just, just try new things and expand your culinary because you get sick of the same things all the time. And just build your confidence. Try something new. And, you know, we could get into the whole kid thing and eating and all that type of stuff. But you get your kids involved. I guarantee you they will at least take one bite. Yeah. And yes, they'll make a mess. But you know what? I don't think you're going to lie on your deathbed and say, oh, I wish I kept my kitchen cleaner. <laughs> you know, it's, and they'll, they'll remember that. And they, 
you know? I, um, to me, a messy, yeah. I mean, I know from a chef perspective, a clean, you know, orderly kitchen is a sign of you're doing your job. But to me, you're just getting into it, enjoying every minute of it. That's, you know, they're afraid to make a mess. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's so important. We need to feed ourselves and teaching kids how to cook. I love that, especially knife skills. And parents are like, oh my gosh, you can't give them a knife. It's like, well, a knife is dangerous when you don't know how to use it. So you teach your kids. I have plastic chef's knives that look just like the real thing and we start with that and we get you know and once they build up i have this big knife roll it's like okay well, you're doing pretty good you want to try one of these big knives and they do great you know once you teach them skills and work with them and they know what to do if they cut themselves it's like okay what do you do when you cut yourself and they say you know go tell my mom it's like well what if your mom is around you know this is what you do well you squeeze it and you sit down you know it's like you got to teach them that stuff you can't just like no don't touch the knives ever you That's know, great. Do it. They're really smart. Yeah. They're really good. No, you know, honestly, you have like two categories there. You literally could have a whole kids cooking series. Yes. And I have a friend who's actually going to be on next Wednesday that literally, if you watch her Instagram stories, she will just take what's in the fridge and put something yeah. to, and I'm like, how do you know how, like, Sign of a true chef to open up anyone's fridge and make a meal. Yes, and I'm like, it's just astounding because, like, it's because she just isn't intimidated by it at all. Are there any recommendations for, you know, having been in this situation where you're in areas that don't clean food? Do you have sources? Pretty easy to grow your own, and there's so many resources out there to, you know, get a packet of seeds and dig a hole in the ground. I mean, it's, I always say like growing your own garden is like printing your own money. You know, you go out there and it's like, so true. pull up, up all this stuff and it's like, whoa, and you can, yeah, grow your own garden. It's like, if you can't find it, grow your own. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And, and, and I had a friend that, who lives in a place that doesn't have a lot of yard, and she would just use clay pots. Yeah, plastic for, containers. Yeah. yeah, drill a hole in the bottom. Yeah, and there are a lot of things like plastic bag. Yeah, there's like other things that you like the oh, hydroponic. Yeah. Yes, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, so that there's kits like that you can get on Amazon and stuff. So really, there's really no excuse not to kind of. And I love uh, when I was at home, we re- reignited, and it was all organic soil. Like I made them. We put boxes together, and we and her mom's like, "Are there still stuff coming up?" Because she didn't do it this year. She didn't. They were too busy with other things, and she said, "There's still stuff coming up from last year." So that's yeah, pretty and it's cool. with kids too. You know, if they yep. plant it and they see these little carrots with the green top, it's like, well, they don't even know that that's what a carrot looks like. They think a carrot is like this little bullet-shaped thing in a bag, and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like grow, if they plant it, right? If they plant it and they water it and they nurture it and then they pull it, you know they're gonna eat it. Yeah. You just, yeah. Because it's their it's their little their prize their project. That's awesome. So fun to watch. You know, Ava, my granddaughter, we planted stuff and she's picking tomatoes and shoving them in her mouth and it really is amazing. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that. And and on that note, I just want to n- mention one thing for, for somebody that might be like a freak, like, oh my God, she picked something and ate it. Like you guys, if you know anything about gut biome or, and if you don't go yeah. look it up, it is highly, highly a must. Like the biome in the soil. Yeah. That you, you have to, the soil more. Yeah. Your children do Roll need to do that. Naked, yep. <laughs> Walk around in, in the dirt. Place. Yeah. It's way better for yeah. them to do that than, so I just need to plug that little part right there so that people don't like I'll get all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I have 
really such an honor. And you guys, I want you to understand, I did not know Laurie Erickson prior to seeing her on Instagram. And of course, I had an affinity for her already because the whole Charleston connection. And I'm telling you, when I saw her Southern menu, I was just like, this is my life. See, that's the stuff. I had to have a Southern menu. When of I'm course you did. They were asking for, you know, can you make great surprise chicken and you also got cheese straws on there. For the love of God, cheese straws. Oh, some pimento cheese. Yeah, that's the first thing I saw on your menu. I've mastered my pimento cheese and my biscuits. And oh, oh, oh my gosh, I got in so much trouble <laughs> talking to a couple of famous chefs at Charleston. Um, I asked this really famous chef, I won't say who it is. I said, so is it okay to put sugar in biscuits? Because I know it's like, ooh, don't ever put sugar in a biscuit. <laughs> She said, honey, that would be a scone. <laughs> so apparently, you can't put sugar in biscuits or in cornbread. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I just, like, hung my head. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a scone. Oh, my God. When I was in Hilton Head, I worked at Cracker Barrel, and uh, there was a... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the South. So anyway, all right, you guys, I like I said, I just met her and this was, uh, this is just how this beautiful world has intertwined all of us and I cannot wait to keep following you as you move to Connecticut and see you blossom into, you know, your this new venture that you're going into. And I also want to encourage everybody that if you own a spa, as I have in the past, to reach out to her because whether you have her, you know, in person, which we can't really do that well right now, but if you were to have a virtual event, like, hello, the the two places that you've worked, who would be better than you, Chef Laurie, to be a guest speaker for a spa event? So you've got to get creative and find ways to connect and, and partner up with and build each other so again, please follow her at Chef Laurie and go to her website at cheflaurie.com. And we will see you guys on Friday for Free For All Fridays. I really appreciate your time, Laurie. Thank you so much. It was fun. I could talk all day long. I know, I know. And I love what you do. And I love that you're so approachable and that you take the scary stuff away. And But yet at the same time, you still connect the elegance and the art and the craft of what you do. So you have a beautiful bridge that you've built with your business and much, much success to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Laura Dowdy underscore L-E for live. Excellent. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.